Welcome to the Investing Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Kahn, and today my guest is Steve Kress, the head of quant strategy at Seeking Alpha. You can always get a full transcript of these episodes at the Investing Experts page on Seeking Alpha. Just head over to the homepage, type Investing Experts into the search box. And don't forget, if you're looking for a comprehensive look at what's going on in the markets each day, we have our Wall Street Breakfast podcast out before 7 a.m. Eastern Time and our follow-up Wall Street Lunch up at noon. You can find them at Seeking Alpha or wherever you get your podcasts. Steve, how are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, and I appreciate being back on your podcast. So, Steve, you got a new article out for us that uh, came out on dividends. It's called Dive Into Dividends, the 14 Must-Have Stocks When Markets Dip. And looking over all the market landscape, we've got this big sovereign bond sell-off that's starting to impact stocks. It's starting to impact corporate credit. Uh, we've also got high oil prices. So I kind of wanted to ask you how companies are looking at, with respect to dividends, what we're seeing in the markets right now. Well, I have to say, uh, I, I wrote the article because I actually like the market now. Uh, I like this October period and all the negative factors that are impacting the market couldn't have been better times. Uh, with tradition, people know that when you get into sort of the September, October period, markets tend to cut off. And uh, this year has not let us down. Since mid-July, we've seen markets come off and it seems to uh, be picking up steam. I'm not sure if we're at capitulation yet. There could be a little bit more to go. But for me, uh, it's ideal to picking up stocks here as well as dividend stocks because the dividend stocks have come off as well. Uh, basically, what I'm seeing is, um, you know, there are investors who are currently chasing high dividend yield stocks. And I do want to put a warning out there that chasing high dividend yield stocks could be an increased risk. Now, as much as I like buying the market at these levels, you definitely have to be leery based on what the economic environment is and companies that do have higher yields. A higher yield is often a sign that a stock price has suffered due to poor investment fundamentals. And when you have a, a market such as ours and an economy such as our, you definitely have to have your, your ears and eyes open to the potential risks that are out there. Some companies are impacted in a high interest rate environment by slowing economic growth, higher costs, rising debt levels. And by example, a business that had a loan at maybe three and a half percent two years ago may not find that they need to finance at 9%. And that may be cost prohibitive. So if a company does pay a dividend and they're in that situation, certainly they could be at risk. For businesses that face pressure in this environment, it could lead them to slash dividends for tech profits. So I do want to reiterate, uh, despite me liking this environment, to purchase stocks at this level, chasing high yields instead of dividend growth can be dangerous. When it's an outlier, it's usually indica an indication that there's a problem. Uh, case in point, I want to highlight uh, diversified REIT, WP Carry, ticker symbol WPC. They announced that it's this last year dividend, and they did it at the end of a 24-year growth streak. Uh, an additional example of a company that uh, companies that have suspended or cut their dividends were VF Corporation, ticker symbol VFC, Newell Brands, ticker symbol NWL, and Advanced Auto Parts, AAP. And you know, when I look at AAP, they knew that they had to put money back into the company and they couldn't afford to be paying out that dividend. So they made a right decision for the company. But you know, you have to look at the economic environment that we're in and the impact it's going to have on these companies. So when yields go high, you have to be careful. Uh, the way we look at it, 
is we want to focus on dividend growth and dividend safety. So we have back tested a number of our metrics for dividend growth and dividend safety going back to 2010. And when you look at our dividend grades, uh, there's a lot that you could take away in terms of uh, feeling comfortable with the metrics that we use. So by example, going back to 2010, we found that 99% of dividend cuts were averted if you owned a stock with a dividend safety grade of A plus to A minus. 98% of dividend cuts were averted by owning stocks with a dividend safety grade of A plus B minus. So pretty much anything north of B minus, you're in pretty safe territory according to the metrics that we have. Now, with that in mind, 93% of all stocks that cut their dividend had a dividend safety grade of C plus or lower. So basically C plus to F, we found when a company cut their dividend, it stood at that 93% level. And more recently, 67% um, of all stocks that had a dividend safety grade of F cut their dividend. And if we looked at the pandemic period around August uh, 2020, 51% of all stocks that had a dividend safety grade of F had cut their dividend over the next uh, 12 calendar months. So the dividend safety grades could should really provide people with a high level of comfort that they're going to own a stock where that dividend won't be cut. So I my focus is really on finding companies that offer dividend growth and dividend safety, not chasing yields. So we're looking at dividend growth and we're looking at dividend safety. Um, how did you screen for these 14 names on that kind of dual mandate for yield and growth? So when I'm looking for uh, yield and growth, there are quite a few metrics that uh, we click into. So if you are a, a Seeking Alpha premium customer, you could easily do this because you can see the dividend safety grade. And when you look at the dividend safety grade or the dividend growth grade, and you just click on the, um, the grade, it will show you the underlying metrics. So some of the key metrics that we look at uh, for dividend safety are payout ratios, interest rate coverage, um, we look at debt levels, we look at AFFO payout ratios, uh, if it is a, a REIT. So we're looking at REITs and we're looking at stocks. So on REITs, we have some metrics to being like um, FFO, uh, FAD, and AFFO. So those are some of the important ones there. Um, for the um, companies that are non-REIT oriented, when we're looking at the dividend safety grade, uh, it's much along the same lines of looking at the dividend payout ratios and the cash payout ratios. Um, but we're also looking at cash per share for you know, a company say like Microsoft that pays a dividend. We're looking at the log of unadjusted stock price. We're looking at a 60 month capital asset price ratio. We're looking at sustainable growth rates. We're looking at institutional ownership. Uh, and we're also looking at dividend coverage and we're looking at dividend revisions. So there are really a lot of metrics that we look at when it comes to dividend safety. Uh, many people who look at dividends sometimes will just focus on the payout ratio, but we've run these back tests over 13 years. Uh, you have to look at more than just payout ratio. And when we go through our back tests, we look at the metrics that have the highest uh, predictability and the ones, the metrics that have the highest predictability get a higher weight. And that's what I attribute the success of our model to is being able to really backtest over a long period of time. Yeah, that's really important. If I'm an individual investor and I am wondering 
you know, what dividend stocks to look out for. I'm also asking myself, why am I looking at dividend stocks when I've got a Fed funds rate north of 5% um, that I could put money in a money market account or looking at these kind of, you know, 16 year highs on, on longer term treasuries that have a lot of safety. Why do I put my money in a dividend stock at this time? A great question. So, uh, you know, dividend stocks, they can be stable and reliable. They often can have strong yields. Uh, they have a significant dividend growth rate, which is really important. And it helps inflate, uh, it insulates the company from inflationary pressures, potential portfolio losses, and market volatility. So when you're in companies that have that combination of uh, strong yields and growth rates, it helps protect from the downside that the rest of the market could be suffering. So right now, by example, since mid-July, the NASDAQ is off about 8%. Uh, the S&P is off about 7.5%. Uh, if you look at a number of the stocks that we're recommending, they have been hit. But when you take a look at how much the stock prices have been off, as well as the uh, dividend yields that they have, it, it lessens the pain of what's happening. And certainly there's the capital appreciation potential too for the company based on uh, you know what their business is, what sector they're in. It could be a growth area that's just pulling back with market sentiment. You're not going to get the cap, you're not going to get capital appreciation out of like 10-year bonds or five-year treasuries that you could out of a stock. Exactly. And uh, people should uh, note that you, things can get lost in all these headlines and all these sell-offs. But overall, this is a seasonally good period for stocks. To be buying stocks, yeah, that's why I like this is actually a good season. I like this season. You know, this is when stocks go. You know, they're basically discounted. And uh, I'll mention too on the fourteen stocks that we're recommending, uh, the average yield is three point nine four percent. So that's pretty substantial. If you look at uh, the S and P five hundred, the yield on that is about one point five two percent. And if you look at the Vanguard Dividend Appreciation Index, the yield on that is only 2%. So uh, the yield, the average yield on the stocks that we're recommending here stand at 3.94%. And they're all quant strong buys. So even if you stripped out the yield, we like these stocks for their potential capital appreciation, just the merits of the company. Well, you mentioned those 14 names. Let's dig into a few of them. Uh, what ones do you want to highlight for us? All right, so what I'm going to do is I, I, it would take forever to go through uh, all 14 names. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give four of the 14. Uh, I would encourage individuals to uh, take a look at the article and read through it uh, because they might find some of the stocks there are really attractive, uh, and you know, based on people's um, sector allocation or risk tolerance, you know, certain stocks might be better than others. But I'm going to give uh, four stocks that have uh, a fairly high yield. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, REIT, which is Innovative Industrial Properties, ticker symbol IIPR. This has a monster dividend yield at 9.82%. Uh, normally, I would say this is, you know, in somewhat of a risk territory at a yield that high. Uh, and I would pay, tell people to really take a close look at a company's underlying metrics where yield is that high. But we've already done that for you. So the dividend growth grade is an A and the dividend safety grade is an A minus. So the metrics look really, really good here. They also have a three-year uh, dividend growth rate of 24%. So uh, we're really pleased with the metrics on this company. Uh, for those who are not familiar with it, uh, this is a REIT that's focused on regulating cannabis facilities. 
So it's a little bit of a, a different type of REIT. It's not your conventional office REIT or your residential REIT. They're focused on cannabis facilities. And I think that gives them a little bit of uh, extra growth. Uh, the next recommendation is a communications company, Cogent Communications, ticker symbol CCOI. The four-day dividend yield here is 5.94%. They have a three-year dividend growth rate of 11.48%. Uh, market cap is about $3 billion on this company. The dividend growth grade is an A minus, and the dividend safety grade is a B plus. So again, looks really you know uh, good on the metrics that we have. So the stock has come off; it's trading off with the sentiment of the market, and you have a really attractive yield at five point nine four percent. The quant rating on the stock is a strong buy. Uh, and for those who are familiar, um, Goldman Sachs uh, upgraded Cogent Communications. Uh, following an acquisition that they made for T-Mobile's wireline business, which is expected to uh, benefit the company's growth. And uh, I think, you know, that's a real plus for the company. Uh, the third stock that I'm going to give you is VICI Properties. Uh, ticker symbol on that is VICI. The four dividend yield is 5.63%. So, you know, an incredible yield compared to the S&P 500 or uh, the VIG. The year uh, dividend growth rate on this, it's a little bit lower than the other ones. It's at 9%, but it's still really solid growth rate. The dividend growth grade, A minus. The dividend safety grade is a B minus. And again, this has a quant strong buy rating as well. Uh, for those that are not familiar with the company, they offer more than 54 gaming facilities across the US and Canada, including Caesars Palace, MGM Grand, and the Venetian. So it's got a very unique portfolio. Again, not your typical like office or residential REIT. And uh, the last one I'm going to give, which is another high yield, it's a REIT as well. I will say uh, I'm giving you a couple of REITs here. When you actually go into the other 14 stocks, it's a it's a bit more diverse. So I would really encourage people to take a look at the article because there is a lot of diversification. The it's just how it happens. Like you know, uh, uh, three of the four highest ones, three of the four highest yields happen to be the REIT companies right now. And of course, people know that REITs got completely slaughtered. Uh, and if you have a, a mortgage REIT, or if you had a commercial property, you know, maybe even residential property, a lot of those REITs have been slammed. So no surprise that these REITs have traded down in sympathy with it, but their portfolios have a very different makeup. And that's why they're so attractive. Uh, and that's why their dividends are growing and the dividend grades are strong. So the fourth and final I'm going to give you is Essential Properties Trust, ticker symbol EPRT. The four-day dividend yield on the stock is 5.15%. The three-year dividend growth rate is 6.4%. It has a dividend growth grade of A- and a dividend safety grade of A-, and again, a quant strong buy. The, um, just to give you a little bit of background, uh, this company offers pretty unique tax structures uh, and they have a unique portfolio of tenants, which include McDonald's, Marriott, Circle K. So uh, again, you know, a little bit of diversification, trading off sympathy with the other REITs, but they've got a really good portfolio there. As soon as you start coming out with names, I often think, well, this is where I want to go right to Seeking Alpha and start screening myself for how these stocks look, on you know, how far they are off their highs, what the um, momentum uh, technicals are telling me, um, you know, I've already crossed any kind of major averages, given a good sense of, you know, how I want to buy stocks. But of course, everybody's different. 
but it is, as you mentioned, a good time. We've just had a really rough September. Um, you know, stocks took a little bit of a beating. Um, you know, we've got these really high 16-year high, 10-year treasury yields that are putting pressure on sectors like, as you said, real estate and also utilities. So is this kind of, you know, good time to bargain hunt? I'll add to that. Like in the last uh, four weeks, uh, the real estate sector is off 11%. Um, utilities are down 9%. Industrials are down 8%. These are monster moves for a four-week period. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if we're getting toward, closer to a point of capitulation. Um, we have some uh, payroll numbers that come out later this week. Today, we have the ADP payrolls. Um, I think we have non-farm payrolls coming out. And I'm wondering if this will be getting to the point of uh, capitulation. Of course, you know the market is a forward-looking indicator. And um, it's you know baking in higher for longer rates and still baking in the potential, you know, for a recession. Uh, but at some point it gets baked in. And that's why I really like a lot of these dividend stocks at these levels. They have come off. The yields are super high compared to the yield, yield of the S&P 500 and the uh, benchmark that I use, the VIG ETF. So um, yeah, I'm liking this period. Yeah. It does have a feeling that it might not, might just need one more whoosh down for us to capitulate right. and then start to grind a little higher through the rest of October. You've seen, as you mentioned, these uh, labor market figures this week and the market's been on a hair trigger. So on Tuesday, we had uh, higher than expected job openings in the JOLTS report and you got the 10 years shooting up close to 4.9% and smashing stocks. And today, we, when we're recording this, we've seen ADP come out with very anemic payroll growth for September. And all of a sudden, yeah. it's back down to 4.75%. And that's, you know, these now we're talking 15 basis point moves on a benchmark treasury. That's kind of interesting market dynamics right now. So definitely the payrolls report will be something to watch out for. Yeah, what I liked about the uh, ADP numbers today is that it actually sh showed that wage growth is slowing. And that is a real important factor to look at. Uh, you know, the biggest component of in inflation is, is wages. And what you want to look at in wages is wage growth. And I think, you know, uh, the wage growth slowing is something hopefully that the Fed will pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, we've also got to look at what the market's predicting for the Fed. We're bouncing around a 50-50 chance for a December quarter point hike still. So that's still in play. And I guess, obviously, people are still positioning for that. Um, I'm going to give you one last word on dividends before we wrap things up on you know, sure. what you, one takeaway you think for our listeners. Uh, I Like I said, the, mar the markets have pulled back. Uh, I think, you know, when you have yields popping up on stocks, and you can find companies that have really strong fundamentals, uh, as well as good dividend safety metrics, good dividend growth metrics. Those are the stocks that you want to target. Don't chase after the monster yields. Uh, those could really get you in trouble because the high yields are often an indicator of risk. So what you want to focus on is dividend growth, dividend safety, and try to find a dividend yield that's you know a bit above the market. And it's a win-win situation. So we've given you four of the 14 names. Definitely want to head over to Seeking Alpha and check out the other 10. And I'll put a link for that in the show notes for our podcast listeners. Thanks so much, Steve, for joining us. It's been great. Thank you so much for having me. Look forward to being back sometime. Thanks for listening to the Investing Experts podcast. Nothing on this podcast should be taken as investment advice of any sort. At times, myself or my guest may own positions in the securities mentioned. For full access to transcripts, as well as analyst ratings, 
stock quant scores, and dividend grades, subscribe to Seeking Alpha Premium at seekingalpha.com slash subscriptions.